You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines underway. Great to be with you. Hope you're well. Thanks for joining us. The boys are here. Well, Corey's here, but he's in Atlanta. So you'll hear hopefully a better sounding mic. I, I, I sound. I've sound seen, better? yeah, I've seen evidence that the mic has improved. That's got a it. good sign. The, the mic is here. I got the mic with me this time. And Ira is here. Uh, of course he is. I knew I could count on you to be here. Steady Eddie over here. Yeah. Yay sausage! I, I just came out the box with it. Register sausage, uh, of course, the only kind of sausage worth. Uh, no, I bought some uh, two days ago, and it occurred to me after I bought it that I should have just swung past the Chappelle household and knocked on the door and be like, hey, <laughs> can you grab me some of that extra from, register sausage you've got sitting there in the freezer? From the supply? Yeah. The supply's dwindled a little bit, yeah. and we might need to re, uh, re-up. Well, there's a lot of re-upping for all. I mean, the successes we've provided, register sausage, and birch orthodontics, and horizons, I mean, we should, we should really be swimming in money. Good stuff for sure. Register sausage is uh, the best sausage. What, what do we say? What, what's the uh, the new slogan? The rest, uh, uh, the best sausage say? you'll ever have. I think is what we uh, came up with. Uh, and I'm standing by that, Corey. Okay, it's the best sausage you'll ever taste. Yeah, I think that's what we went with. Okay. Okay. Register me. More risque. Registermeats.com is the website, and uh, you can order it if you don't live in the area. But if you do live in Florida, Georgia, it's expanding to Carolinas, Alabama. Uh, you can go to your local grocery store. If they don't have it, I, like I said, I ran into a couple of people who said that their Tallahassee Publix didn't have it. I, that's unheard of. It I, is. I, I it's it's hard to believe. It. I, I don't think they're looking. But, uh, yeah, if you just ask for it, it, that helps because the more people that ask for it, then they know there's a demand for it, and they'll start carrying it and carrying more uh, supplies of it. So registermeats.com is the website if you want to have it delivered. But start your new year with some uh, tasty registered sausage. So the, since we last talked a lot has happened obviously jared verse came back we, we hadn't yeah. talked about that last week uh georgia won back-to-back national titles and we know that's so if that's what you're aspiring to at florida state to to get to that level there's work to do man there's work to do that's what i've been saying from player for player there's work to do uh although i do think florida state would have beat tcu by 21 yeah, uh, but i that's, thought tcu was terrible yeah. like i know georgia was a better team that's why they were favored by two touchdowns tcu was horrible in that game. They played terribly. They completely melted down. That was the quarterback was awful. Yeah, yeah. He, everything yeah. about the way they played was awful. That was not the TCU that played for most of the year. I will say this: I do think, though, and they admitted it. TCU did after the game. Uh, their coach did, as well as some of the players. There's just a different level of player uh, at Georgia than at TCU, and that's bore out over the last several years in recruiting. 
you can see the evidence of that. Obviously, not just the evidence of a overwhelming defeat on the field, but just looking over the stockpiling of athletes over the last number of years, it, it was a miracle season for TCU. And you give them all the credit in the world for putting themselves in a position to play for a national championship a year after having a losing record. But when you're watching that play out, you're like, these two teams don't belong in the same field. Yeah, and I, you know, I, even after the game, though, Sonny Dykes admitted, I think right on the field, he yeah. said, we're outside the locker room, he said, you know, we won some games this year we probably shouldn't have won. Yeah. Well, that's a hell of a statement for a team that's in the national championship game, yeah. and, and that gives you an idea yeah. of, of who they were. Now, you know, I mean, this wasn't a shock. You know, last weekend, Keith Cottrell texted me uh, before the games, before the semifinal games, and he's like, you know, this – this kind of stinks, especially you know once TCU won. It's like, well, the, you know, we know the we winner know of gonna the win Georgia the national Ohio State game is going to exactly. win the national championship, and so you know and that kind of stinks. But at the same time, the right team won the national title. I don't know if anybody could have beaten them if they're motivated. That's the thing. Over the course of a season, I think Kirby, we all kind of made fun of Kirby last night with the you know everybody doubted us and nobody respected us and all. You were number one in the country for all but three weeks during the season, but. The reason he latched onto that is because it is hard to repeat. Because we saw it in 2014, we've seen it with many other teams as well. It's hard to do what Alabama did 10 years ago, and they did it partly because they got they're talented enough to get through the games when they weren't focused. But when they were focused, man, you're not going to beat that team. It's interesting. I, I I don't know how that worked. You know, the the ploy, whatever. Obviously, that was the central message, right? He over and over and over again. He told his team that they were disrespected when there was zero disrespect from anybody anywhere in the world. <laughs> there was the, for they, Georgia. There was the audacity. There was the audacity to make Alabama number one in the preseason, and then there was one week during the season when Georgia wasn't looking great, and Alabama went up to number one again. You mean when Georgia almost yeah. lost to Missouri? Yeah. Right. Yeah, but man, Nolan Smith said after the game, um, you know, people were saying we were going to go right. seven and five. Another Georgia player said the same thing, and I'm convinced when Elon Musk allowed you to buy blue check marks for eight dollars, Kirby had all of this <laughs> wave of of GAs go buy these blue check marks and say they work for whoever SI, yeah, the Athens Banner Herald's like, I think Georgia, I don't think Georgia can win another game, and just would show it to his players because they don't know. He I mean. Who, who could explain people, them having such a big chip on their shoulder? Look, he didn't invent this. I mean, I remember back in the oh, day, players here at Florida State saying, yeah, Odell told us that they told us we had no, like they be, like they beat like, yeah, I don't know, NC State or North Carolina or whatever. And he'd be like, yeah, Coach Odell told them that told us that they said we had no chance against them. And it's like, man, they never said that. Nobody said that. <laughs> but, no. but back then they didn't have Google. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. True. No, it is it is hard to imagine that anybody on Georgia's team would have thought that somebody seriously said that they would go seven and five. No, <laughs> nobody did that. Nobody I, did that anywhere. I had a hard time finding seven wins <laughs> on that schedule. <laughs> When I looked in August, I'm like, how are they going to get to seven? Also, if it were that easy, like, that's the thing. Like, how many coaches were watching that going, damn it, I tried the same thing. They just didn't exactly. buy it because well, it's nonsense. It, well, and that's the bottom line is people will talk, and Kirby talked about the mindset and the hunted and all, and all the, these, all these things are like, they're relevant to a degree, but the biggest factor in all of this is talent. And, oh, and yeah, they're more you know, talented than everybody else. Kirby yeah. has accumulated talent, and his staff and their supporters have accumulated talent to a level that we would see with – Commissioner to Alabama. Yeah, Duke basketball or some yeah. of the teams that – look, man, the co part of what makes a great coach in a program is a accumulating talent, and they've done it in an incredible level. And what worked, it, it, kind of be, it can kind of be compared to what we're about to see with Florida State to a, a lesser extent. But 
it was cool that they won a national championship. They had a lot of talent coming back on that team, but not a lot of proven talent. When you lose 15 dudes to the NFL and you lose a whole basically starting NFL defense, including five first-round picks off your defense, well, there's a lot of guys that started for Georgia this year that hadn't proven squat. Well, how often did that happen in the 90s for Florida State? Like, how often was that happening during yeah, the mean, dynasty? Not, not to that level where they would lose that kind of talent off one team, but also those teams came back and, and, and were typically motivated because they hadn't proven it. Right. I don't I don't remember a lot of Florida State teams that just kind of went through the motions in the 90s. Right. They always played really hard, and that's what Kirby's done there. That's what Saban typically does at Alabama. That's what Jimbo couldn't do here is you keep that motivation there. And also the offensive guys heard all offseason and the whole 2021 season – the reason you want is because of your defense. So they had a lot to prove. So it really was kind of a um, a magical formula to get a repeat. Let's see what they do this year with breaking in a new quarterback, which the one thing that Florida State has, and we've all seen these too early, way too early top 25s, Florida State's anywhere from four to six on all these. And other than Michigan, everybody else around them is breaking in a quarterback. That's a big deal when you're looking towards what next year could be. I want to go back to – We'll bring it back home for a second and try to do some comparisons because we all attended the press conference before the 2014 season for Florida State. And Jimbo Fisher openly discussed reading several books and looking for ways to properly motivate his 2014 team, knowing they came off that national championship, they had climbed the mountain. And a lot of guys were NFL prospects. A lot of guys, there was the fear. You could tell there was a fear that a lot of guys wouldn't play as hard every week because they had their NFL futures in mind, which you can't blame a kid, especially if he projects to go very, very high. And he talked about reading, I remember uh, Phil Jackson's book and how they won so many championships and how do you go about trying to win back-to-back. And he referenced a lot of things that day. Ultimately, he never was able to push the right buttons. They did go undefeated in the regular season, and then it was a turnover festival against Oregon. I still think they would have won if Dalvin doesn't fumble, but what the hell? It doesn't matter. We're not going to relive that. The, the point is that he couldn't press the right buttons. So you know, whatever Kirby did, yeah. it, it made up motivation. What, he convinced them it was real. Jimbo could not convince anybody of whatever it was he was selling in 2014. Florida State coming into this year is is a very different deal. They didn't even win the ACC. This will be a starving team. They haven't won anything yet. You hope. Oh, I, I don't know how it couldn't be, right? I mean, what did you win? Nothing. You didn't win your division. You didn't play in the conference championship. You didn't finish. I mean, what? What did you win? You won basically over the hearts and minds of the fans that were in doubt that this staff could get this team to 10 wins. That's what you did. That's all you did. I agree, but we live in a time where players are told from the time they're 12 years old, maybe earlier, that they are they they're something. They're special. They're they're super yeah, duper they're stars. Yeah. And so when they start having success, they've had it at the high school level, they were highly recruited, they've had it now at the college level. That's going to be a work in progress. Florida, like Mike Norvell's going to have a more challenging situation in that area in 2023 than he did in 2022. He didn't really even have to deal with that in 2022 until they went 4-0 and then stunk for the next couple weeks. Yeah. I mean, they didn't play well. They, I thought they kind of got full of themselves a little bit. Now, you could say, how could you be that way? You'd only won four games? Well, I think it was a factor. And I think if, if, if this coaching staff doesn't do a good job with it, 
it could become a problem. They're going to have seven months of people telling them they're a top five team in the country. Well, guess what? If you did just what you did last year, you're not going to be a top five team. You've got to yeah. be. You've got to work harder. You've got to be more focused. You've got to. You've got to get better in so many ways to live up to that. But sometimes people just believe the hype, and hey, if we show up, we're going to be top five. Well, well the that's good not news, going to be the case. Well, the good news, they have ample evidence of what it means to, to become complacent. The three-game losing streak uh, in yeah. last year's season for all the successes, that happened, and the games against good teams that you needed to beat, you lost to. That, 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 that is going to have to be I would talk about home. it hourly. Right. Yeah, I mean, I would think that this is going to be a talking point. Like, hey, wait a minute, guys, you did end up beating – the vast majority of the teams that you should beat, you did. But you also lost to almost all the good teams you played. Come on, man. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, you've got more yeah, to prove here. You didn't You didn't run roughshod over the last two teams that were barely bowl teams. Um, so, you, yeah, there, there's, there should They've be got, some hunger yeah. there. I think Ira's right that, you know, it's different when you're becoming something in the middle of a season, uh, a top 10, top 15 caliber team out of nowhere kind of, and then getting eight months to hear about, oh, you're the you're a novel pick for the national to get in the playoff. There there are people that are picking Jordan to win the Heisman. Heck, he's got a website now. So it is going to be a different chemistry to this team. Um, but man, it's a talented team, and it is a team that on paper right now, as we talk on January 10th, should be the favorite to win the ACC. I think it shouldn't shy away from it. I think it should embrace it. I think Florida State fans should embrace this team. You have. What I think is the most talented team, most experienced team, starting 22 in the ACC. And man, you, you look around the country and all those big boys all have to break in quarterbacks. Now, whoever's the Ohio State quarterback is probably going to be pretty good. Yeah, track record there suggests as much. Yeah. yeah, he's already a Heisman. He's one of the top four or five Heisman favorites <laughs> well, already. And, and, you know, yeah. and, and Georgia's got a guy. They all got guys, but it's one – I mean, nothing's proven yet. Who's Alabama's quarterback? I guess Beck will be at Georgia. But when you when you have a top-five team, a top-five or ten offense, and a great quarterback, you got a chance. You got a chance. And I think Florida State has a chance, but like Iris Point, all that other stuff matters too, right? It, it does matter what the mindset is of this team. I think it'll be good because I believe in the coaching staff. Yeah, I think they'll. You don't know until you know. I think they'll do a good job with it, and I think there's some leaders on this team. And look, they they definitely should be hungry. I agree with you. I just don't think it's something that's just going to happen organically. I think they're going to have to work at it. They're going to have to keep reminding themselves because again, you got not only do you have guys that have had some success last year, but they've all gotten NIL deals. You know, they've all they're all getting paid now. It's a different, and and we've seen teams that handle that well. Georgia, we've seen teams that did not handle that well. Alabama, Texas A&M, Miami, there's others. And so that's, again, just things different. You're in a different, this is a different equation now going forward. But you love to have, I mean, you want to go into that situation with the talent you have and the experience you have, to Corey's point, this team shouldn't run away from expectations. And, well, I, and I'm cool with the website, the Jordan Travis for Heisman website. We could talk about that. I know Corey, I don't think is going to be a big, big fan. I know a lot of fans won't be, but I think, Man, Florida State, you're, this is your chance. This is your window. I think you, you come and say, hey, we're here for it. I don't think you, you hide away from that. You shouldn't be afraid of success, and you shouldn't certainly uh, be scared of uh, the success you've had this past season and what the expectations will be this next year. I think this all gets back to – and one of the reasons I feel comfortable that they will be properly motivated, they have ample evidence that they need to be. But the other part of this is that one of the reasons everybody bought into the team is because the culture is so good. 
I mean, the players bought in because the culture is good. They passed it on to each other. They took ownership of it. They believe in Mike and his staff. The fans believe in this group because they've seen the evidence now. The culture in that locker room is really good in which people hold each other accountable at practice yeah. and they, they show up for one another. And so I, I think that if you're going to have a situation where all of these other elements are now in play, as you're alluding to, at least you have it. it's rooted in right. what we think is a really healthy culture. I agree 100%. 100, yeah, 100%. Not only because Amen. you have the, the leadership you have, but because of the guys that you've brought into the program over these last few years. I mean, they don't have a lot of kids in that team that I think you have to worry about. You know, we don't we haven't met a lot of these new transfers that are arriving, and so we'll have to see about some of them. But for the most part, they've done a great job of getting guys who come in believing in the culture really from the moment they get here. Yeah, they've assessed well, really well. And I think, man, when you look at the Jared Burst coming back is such an enormous deal. Uh, that you, you were talking – we didn't even get the full Jared Burst experience this year. Like, there were moments where he flashed, like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy, especially in August, right, Ira, when we'd yeah. watch him in practice, just the athleticism. And then halfway through the third game of the season, he hurt his knee. It was never quite what 100%, I don't think, after that. He was always a little bit banged up for much, much of the year, and he still was the most productive guy they had. It's still a potential first-round pick, I guess a top 15 pick. Now we get him, hopefully you get him for a full healthy season, you might have the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. You, you probably do in the preseason anyway. He's going to be the pick. You also probably have the ACC Offensive Player of the Year if they both stay healthy, along with a lot of good college football players. Right? Yeah, experienced like, college football players tons too. Tons of experience. I'm going to write a column on it here soon or just a story delving in to how many games this starting 22 has played. It is a, it's an incredible number. Like, who are they breaking in? Is there anybody that they're breaking into a new spot that hasn't started a col in college football? Like, I don't know that there's one, right? Well, we, we may see somebody who emerge and give themselves a chance to play meaningful reps uh, with certain segment groups. I'm thinking of linebacker and, and some others, but maybe, maybe. We don't know that yet, right. certainly. Maybe Shaheem? Yeah. Does he count? I mean, he played a ton of football for him this year. I don't think he started, but he played a lot of football. Is that it? You're going to have... Yeah, but then you get into the other part of the equation that that just because people are turning doesn't mean they're going to be better. You know, you don't know that the you know you Lord you, knows we learned that with Duke Cooper this year. Well, he's not the only one, but but even like the linebackers, we like Kalen Deloach and Tatum Bethune are a big upgrade over where they were two years ago. Huge upgrade over where they were three or four years ago, but they're not elite, not even right. close. So so there are some there's positions on this team yeah. where they're good, but not elite, and so that. You know, that's you got to remember that just because they're all returning doesn't mean they're all going to take a big step into 2023. But I would say, don't you think safety and linebacker, when you look at this team, is the only place where you you kind of question is that talent level good enough? I think they 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 could have a destructive defensive line. They're going to have a good offensive line. The receivers are all back and they're getting guys, including Winston Wright. The running back room is probably going to be the best in the ACC, and you have a Heisman Trophy winner at quarter or candidate quarterback. Um, I think linebacker and safety are the only two real well kicker are the only two question marks that you have, right? And I think and they're, so, and they're not horrible guys that they have back there. And I actually think they're going to be pretty good at safety. I think they may get another safety. I think they're trying to get another safety. We all know good. that. That'd be big. But um, but I also you know I think they're going to be okay there. Linebacker is just a tricky one because and we also don't know Tatum Bethune might be better than what we saw this year. He had a surgery at the end of the spring, missed most of the summer, didn't really feel like himself until in the season. I'm not sure if he ever – and then he got hurt And then he got the hurt season. in the season, yeah. So we may see a better Tatum Bethune. And Kalen Deloach has a lot of things we like about him. 
you know, again, I just don't know that it's a, it's not elite. And, no, and, when and you it, watch Georgia's linebackers, right. or even if when you were watching Florida State play Oklahoma, their linebackers were better than Florida State's linebackers. So you, yeah. you, you see, there's plenty of teams that have some better personnel in certain segment groups. We, and we see that. And we love Fabian Lovett. Thrilled he's coming back. But he's not a dominant defensive tackle. I mean, you know, he's you a good player. At, right. He's a, he's a good, player. good college he's football a good, player. Good college, yeah. Uh, we don't know about Fisk. We'll he's, see. You know, he, he's obviously was very highly regarded. He's coming off of a shoulder situation. Uh, so we'll have to see how that affects him during the season. Yeah. Or during the spring and off season, getting ready for the season. Um, so there's some some questions. It's not like this is a team that's coming in. The questions that's just change. Loaded. The questions change now that the 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 objective is different. Right. 100. Yeah, I mean, and so now, and I, people get mad at me all the time when I'll say he's just another guy or nothing special. And I they'll they'll say you know they'll immediately bring up. Well, I mean, he's at Florida State. Look, man, it's all relative to chasing a championship. The standard is not are you a good athlete. Obviously, if you're on scholarship to play college football. Virtually anywhere you're a good athlete. I'm talking about to the standard of championships. And every one of the comparisons we now make about a segment group or a player, don't get it misconstrued if you're listening right now. We're going to do this all offseason. It's going to be a wrestling match as to what is a realistic expectation based on the talent Florida State has, the experience Florida State has, as Corey's pointed out, and, and what can they do better? Where can they improve? And it will be based on comparison to championship teams. It won't be, are they going to be good? We know they're good. Yeah, they last proved year, that last year. Yeah, the whole objective last year, the whole talk have a winning season. was can you can you just win at Syracuse? Yeah. Can you, can be, you beat the can damn you, teams that are middling yeah. in the ACC, which is all of them not named Clemson? I mean, can you can you do that besides wait? And, and the answer was sometimes yes. Right. Louisville and NC State, were, Louisville's a win, NC State's a loss. Probably should have won both those games, a lot, but they were very different looking games. And these are the conversations we're going to consistently have. They're fun. Simple Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell Headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. You can already tell what's going to be a pretty consistent theme here between the fans uh, 
and just the general talking points for Florida State, and that is what's realistic. Are you know you're going to get plenty of pump the brakes. You're going to get, but the the truth is, in watching TCU this year, they were a really admirable team because they won every close game they played in, as brought up by their head coach after the game, and they were sub 500 a year ago. So to even be in this position is a remarkable turnaround. At the same time, when you watch them play, you go. Florida State would play with TCU. And when you watch most of the teams in the top 10, you say Florida State could play with those teams. When you watch Georgia, you go, motivated Georgia would kill Florida State. And I believe that's true. And probably 99% of the teams. It's the re- yeah, that's my point. So if you're saying to win a national championship or to be talked about as having a chance to make the playoff, you have to be as good as Georgia? No. It's not true. Right. It's not true. Perhaps to win a national championship, you will have to beat a team that looks like Georgia and has players. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. But if you run yeah. across that kind of talent, you're at the currently constructed Florida State would get beat by Georgia badly, in my opinion, if motivated, if Georgia cared to be there, if they weren't going through the motion. Not 65-7. to seven. No, no, not 65-7. No. to seven. In fact, I mean, I'd probably pick Florida State to beat TC. I did but- like my guy <laughs> when it was 41-7 to seven and they had a breakup in the end zone. He was like, yeah. <laughs> Not today. Yeah, we noticed that too. Brady even said <laughs> that something. Ain't like, yeah, you tell him. <laughs> that ain't happening. Not hey, here. I in do this want to say quarter. this as we uh, we'll, we'll get back to Z Chan. Z Chan, love you. The root canal was great. He didn't perform it, but I, I yeah. survived it. Um, <laughs> something within should, the realm of your profession, Z Chan. I had done. It was great. I had you done. Should, I wanted yeah. you to appreciate. <laughs> you should have did a great job. You should have had him FaceTiming as a consultant and like evaluate the get like coach up the guy who was actually doing it. I did take a picture and send it to my buddy Josh, who's a dentist, and he said it looked like great work. There you uh, go. So it all worked out. Um, I was just thinking about this during the break. Is like, can we just take a moment? Because three or four years ago, we were hand wringing because. They couldn't beat anyone, and they looked horrible. Two years, two years ago, ago. We, we were, I, was, I almost wanted to quit the profession. Um, last year, we were hand-wringing. Coming into this year, we were just hand-wringing about, can they have a winning season and get to a bowl? And now we've already leapt to, can they contend for a national championship? Let's appreciate, and I'm not talking to you guys necessarily, although maybe I am. We get to cover a team that matters again, man. That was five years of hard it was rough that was rough that wilderness was long and deep and the brush was thick and now we're out of it and we're you know we're covering a team that matters again that's a winning football team again that some people think have a Heisman candidate and some people think is one of the top four or five teams going into next year I want to embrace it because I didn't I didn't appreciate it the first time around like I should have it's weird, so I'm though. Embrace this next eight months. It's weird, though. You say that, and I think it's a fine message, and I think some people will take that approach. But I also feel like it's like somebody who you know works on Wall Street, and the, you know they had a couple tough years, but they were living high on the hog in you know two years ago, and they got through that recession or they got through that tough time. Yeah, and now they're putting on the nice suit again. I don't know that they're thinking about those other. I think they're thinking like, man, this is this is where I belong. Where we're supposed to be. This is where we're supposed to be. And I think a lot of Florida State fans want to be there. Like, that roaming around in the like, wilderness nonsense can never happen again. We that, can't let our guard slip like so that. Yeah. I, I understand the sentiment, but I, I don't know how many people are going to think that way. And it's it's really the sentiment for January 10th. I'm not saying this should be the sentiment September 18th or something of this year, but the season just ended. Florida State's top five preseason and all these polls that don't matter yet. They just got Jared Burst to come back. They got their whole team to come back. They've got the, the best portal transfer roster in the country. 
it's cool, man. This is awesome. We get to we're talking about a team that matters again, and not just man. Can they get enough guys to be six and six and get to some bowl? Like, yeah, but it, I it's think cool. I agree with you, Corey. But I think people did that over the last six weeks, right? With every passing win, it was evident that Florida State was a much better program and was positioning themselves to be a preseason top twenty team next year. Yeah. And that the expectations would be awfully high with every time that you thought about who all was returning. And there was hopefulness, but every time you had an announcement that another kid had signed with the Battles in and was coming back, you got excited. I mean, I think they've done that. They've been going through that exercise. Right, and I think there's two things that are leading to this hype that I you know, I, I thought I was going on a little bit of a limb last week when I said I think Florida State's going to win the ACC in, in a column. I didn't. I didn't think that the national media would, would clue into what was happening at Clemson the way they have. And so I thought they would just kind of, it would just be on pre-written that Clemson's top five in the country or whatever. And the fact that you're seeing like in Schlebaugh's top 25 where you have Florida State at number five, Clemson at 15. Yeah. And then Florida State finished ahead of Clemson in the final at polls, which kind of surprised me a little bit. I thought some people would say at the end of the day, Clemson Say, beat Florida State. You beat them head to head. They both have the same number of losses. They yeah. won the ACC. Yeah. You know, so makes sense. So, but so, but it's the combination of those two things that's going to really accelerate the hype even more. It's you had a really good season. You're bringing back almost everybody, every, almost everybody of consequence, and your best players, and then Clemson's sliding. So that perception is what's really kind of putting gas on what we're going to see over these next six, seven or eight months. I think Florida State's going to be a story one of these stories in college football over these next seven months, and that's going to be different. Well, and this gets back to something you alluded to in the opening segment, which is this will feel different, and it will be different, and they'll have to navigate it differently because I think Florida State has already revealed themselves to be the national darling pick mm -hmm. for next season. So what you'll see now is a lot of guys who want to sound like they have an inside track nationally. We're not talking about locally. We all know who Florida State is. They're going to be like, hey – you guys, you may not have noticed this. Florida State, yeah, that's what they're going to say. It's going to be a talking point. Every year there's one of those teams. Yeah. Every year there's somebody circling a team that showed vast improvement the year before and has a lot of experience coming back, in particular a quarterback. Desmond Howard did it with Texas A&M last year based on the fresh the recruiting class they brought yeah. in. Yeah, he, there's uh, always somebody where somebody circles it and they're like, oh, that's going to be the one. A lot of times it's Notre Dame, a lot of you know teams like that. Well, Florida State will be that team. And hopefully, obviously, as we were saying earlier, they'll handle it. I do want to read Z Chan's comments. He did weigh in twice. Uh, he wanted some oratory on what you guys think the score would be between FSU and Georgia if they played next week. And then he also wrote, uh, apparently, JT4 for Heisman. Uh, JT for Heisman is what JT Trav for Heisman yeah, is the official website for yeah. Florida State. Um, Listen, I I don't I think if Georgia again if we took those two teams put them on a neutral field and Georgia cared deeply as in the national championship was on the line I think Florida State would lose by more than two scores, uh, but you know again that's okay it, it doesn't mean What's Florida State's score? bad give a score not, not just, score predictions are I'll I'll say forty two to twenty one I was gonna say forty five to thirty I don't think Florida State's blocking Georgia I I, I I'll say forty five twenty seven. 45, 20. Oh. Yeah. So you, you're three points less. I'm kind of excited yeah. to see Jalen Carter going to the NFL. That's not a bad thing for yeah. the rest of college football. Well, any, I said it last year, man. Out of all those dudes on that defense last year, he was the most impressive. And he barely played this year. He was hurt for a lot of the year. By the way, really we don't have anybody, not that many teams do. Well, actually, I saw no teams that did. 
But there's no linebacker or safety on Florida State's ro- roster covering Brock Bowers. That, right. That's there true. There ain't anybody in the NFL covering <laughs> that, dude. that, <laughs> that dude. Is a, a yeah, that's a different kind of kid. And that you say that a lot watching Georgia. Well, that's different. That guy's different. Look at that He's freak. the one, though. He is the absolute – him and Jalen Carter, but Brock Bowers is – I don't – he's the best, yeah. I guess, other than Herschel. Yeah, he's silly. He's the best he's offensive silly. skill player that school has ever had, and I don't think it's all even all that close. All right, Kirby said really Stetson. Difference. Stetson's the, the greatest dog. <laughs> Look, Stetson's a, a, turned into a really good college quarterback. Yeah, he is. He makes throws now. Oh, he does. He some, makes plays, yeah. He's got onions. He throws over the middle. He can run. He's got some stuff to him, but come on now. Brock Bowers is Brock Bowers might be the first. They might have back to back number one overall pick. Can you draft a tight end number one? Overall? I don't think you will. I don't think you see that too many guys crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a different level of recruiting, and that's where Florida State's got to get to. I do hey, think hey. that, but but I also think that game was magnified by a bunch of things. It, it, Corey said it right off the bat. TCU did not show up. They were not prepared for that moment. They were not prepared for that stage, and that sucks, man. Like when you know it, when your team is not ready for that moment, mm, that's a bad feeling <laughs> because. He, they can't even compete. They weren't even competing. Georgia could have been touchdown was the guy running free right. on the busted coverage. That was the only time they moved the ball at all. Georgia could have been playing a junior college team. I mean, there was there yeah. was it was pointless. That game was ridiculous. So well, I don't think you know, look. We Corey texted during the game. You know, they, they were what was it ten seven against Georgia Tech in the second half. They've had games where they did not look like that. So but they also slept walk through the Kentucky game, right. the Georgia Tech game. I mean, right. I think you saw them not to your point. But, concentration wasn't always there. Right. And the like the catches made they made last night. I mean, they were any 50-50 ball they were going to win. They were locked in. That was as good as they could possibly play and they played a team that offered no resistance. They're not what they saw. They're not what we saw last night. But yeah, they're considerably better than everybody else. I do think you want to get one thing to aspire to as you're building your program is to get to a place, and Curb, it was awesome because I we've seen Florida State be this way. In 2013, they were this way, where you can almost flip a switch and say to your team, we dominate. Today's a message. Today, we overwhelm. We absolutely overwhelm. I remember NC State coming in here looking like scared children in the first quarter against Florida State. Remember? Like that TCU. I mean, I mean and it was just this sort of like they were in a shell because Florida State was physically overwhelming, and they were motivated. They were pissed yeah. for whatever reason. They were angry. And it's like you can only pick and choose those moments. The national championship's a good one to choose. <laughs> but, but, but you can only pick and choose the time to flip the lever and say, tonight's about mauling. Tonight, we yeah. are equipped. We, are, we have built this thing. We are equipped to embarrass and overwhelm. Tonight's that night. The we're worst, going to do that. You can't wor- do it every week. The worst thing that could have happened to TCU was uh, – Ohio State almost beating Georgia because that got them to that, yep. to that Wake level. Up, man. And then the other thing is, man, how about Kirby's pregame speech, which you can find on the internet if you look, mm-hmm. uh, if you search around Twitter. It's incredible. I mean, it's incredible. I don't know how many parents think that it's the greatest thing in the world, but I guarantee you those kids, man, yeah. could not wait to get on that field. Yeah. yeah, I guess he didn't give that speech in Lexington or or the first half again. You know what I mean? Well, because you, you can't. can't. That's you what can't you dial can't it up every it. time. You right. can't do it. But yeah, and I think but, that yeah. – and but well, Go ahead. I was going to say, like, that Georgia team, number one, you're losing your quarterback. He's a big deal. You're losing Jalen Carter. They, it's not like Jalen Carter's grow on trees. That Georgia team, I watched them quite closely. They're, they were more talented than everyone they played. They didn't overwhelm everyone they played. Uh, LSU threw for 500 yards on them. Um, now, Georgia's offense was very good at the end of the year. It wasn't great the whole year. I mean, they scored 16 on Kentucky. They scored two touchdowns against Missouri. And it's not like those guys aren't trying. 
Um, they got better as the season wore on. It was a perfect combination also of playing two bad defenses in the playoff and TCU just completely did not, just completely melted down in the moment, shied away. Just, I, I was really disappointed in that, man. Like, take your shot. They, that kid, the quarterback was rattled from the jump. Well, I think um, I think they realized early on they weren't going to be able to block him. Well, but he also early, but it was like they, I don't know what they were thinking with their game plan. It's like, you think you're going to have that kind of time? What was weird? What are you doing? Yeah, well, and, and I, then the receivers. Lot, you're the air raid. Go quick. Throw short screen passes. Get the ball down. Move the ball. Yeah, like, and, the it, receiver, anyway, and the receivers but, would but, run around and just stop and just stand there. It's like, because, you know, you, you <laughs> that's not going to work against these guys. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, I'm more mad at Michigan for completely giving that game away because I think Michigan would have given them a game. I think Michigan's going to be very good again next year. I think uh, it certainly would have been a better game than TCU. Well, any uh, game would have been better than TCU. I mean, hell, we just saw a record. I'm, uh, I, I, I don't think Michigan – we just saw Michigan and Georgia a year ago. I, I don't – Well, I listen, mean, I, Ohio State outplayed Georgia for three quarters and 50 – Ohio State minutes. has recruited equivalent to Georgia in and almost Ohio every State facet. Michigan at home. So I know. we can't just assume that Georgia – Michigan right. had no chance against Georgia. No, but you, so, would, you would say a playoff game is a different animal than a regular season animal. game. I mean, I'm saying, you know, obviously Ohio really? State-Michigan's a big you deal. You think Ohio, Ohio State cared less against no, Michigan? I'm just saying you get time to prepare. There's It's just a different dynamic in a, in a, in the postseason versus a regular season. I'm, I'm just saying as somebody, again, that watched Georgia a lot, they they didn't overwhelm teams this year right. like they did last year. Clearly, they lost a whole starting 11 to defense. Yeah. And the point being, I, Georgia's, Georgia's going to be very good again next year. They're going to have more talent than everyone on the team. Uh, everyone in the country, probably. Maybe Ohio, Alabama and Ohio State are close. What Florida State has done with experienced guys, 21-year-olds, buddy, I'd rather have Jared Verse or Braden Fisk than Marvin Jones Jr. And Marvin Jones Jr. might end up being awesome, but he is not going to contribute to a college football defense the way that those two guys will next year because it's just about being an adult and being a man. And Florida State has 22-year-old dudes all over their team. That's cool. Yeah. They're not going to be favored against Georgia if they played. Let's, make, let's hope it happens. But I think, I think Florida State has the requisite talent, number one, improve experience, coming back, that they wouldn't be blown off the field by anyone next year right, unless they just played horribly and had an Oregon-type game. And I think Jeff made the, the right point, which is it's not all about Georgia. I mean, that's something to know that, that, that that's out yes, there to aspire there. to. Yeah. But the question is, can you compete and beat everybody else? How about Wake? Let's knock, let's right. scratch Wake off the list first. And then, and then Clemson, and then worry about – yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. Worry about Georgia. Well, the thing of – we Georgia. just saw the example – TCU just played for the national title. Are they yeah. anywhere close to Georgia's level of talent? Obviously not. But they won the games they had to win to put themselves in a position to be in that game to get humiliated. Yeah. Florida State could do you that. Think they would have rather, in hindsight, lost on a last-second field goal to Michigan. <laughs> I think it's cool that they played for the national title. I mean, I, I, I mean, think is it though? After well, that? listen. Yes, there will always be some synonymous for that kind of an ass beating. But I, I yeah, that's what and, I'm saying. But also, the guys that lose in the Super Bowl by. Five touchdowns or four. They wanted to get to the damn Super Bowl. Yeah. I think they cared about getting to the Super Bowl, winning I mean, the, the AFC nobody championship. Nobody in the Super Bowl other than the Broncos back in the day. No, 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 man. New England getting boat raced by the Bears. Buffalo but getting boat raced by the Cowboys. Time. I mean, it, listen, there have been is, a lot of this these. Is go down. This is an all-timer. This is like... This, 65 to 7 is nuts. It go reminded me, of, it, it reminded me of Nebraska humiliating Florida. Right. Corey, you still, I think Florida, in hindsight, wouldn't have rather played oh, that I, game. I don't think that's true. Corey, you still cherish that Falcons Super Bowl appearance? I mean... Well, hey, man, look. I, right? For 
Yeah, man, for tw- about 17 or 18 minutes, we were Super Bowl champs. The wheels started coming off early fourth quarter, but for about 17, 18 minutes, we were Super Bowl champs. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Either way, I do think we've hinted at it numerous times, and I can feel it when we have the conversation. This is going to be a fun season, but it's going to be an interminable offseason because of how excited we are for the upcoming coming campaign. It's going to be tough. Now, spring will be good cuz it'll it, give yeah. us a chance to to see some of these new guys um and some of the position battles and so we're so real position battles, real competition. Right. That the spring is going to be awesome. This will be uh, this is the kind of thing one would say if they worked for a website and wanted people to subscribe to that website. Good time. But, but, but I would tell you that I actually believe spring is going to be very intriguing because the talent has risen to a place where there's real competition for starters reps. And this is what you this is why if you recruit at an elite level, you create um, the intensity of competition that you're looking for that will serve you well on Saturdays, which is on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, I got to beat this guy out. He's I want to start for this team who we know is going to be good, but it, there's no guarantee cuz I got this guy and that guy that are both now maybe at my level. That's when you stockpile the kind of talent that leads to the kind of competition that really aids your endeavor on Saturday. The one thing with looking at Georgia again, last thing I'm going to say about Georgia for a while. Jeez, the dogs, the bulldog headlines. But on that point, you know, Marius Mims, who who still has a not so warm part and piece of our hearts, uh, you know, he he didn't play again all season until like a week ago. Then they put him in the starting lineup, somebody got hurt, and then he's starting in the national championship game and they yeah. ran behind him a lot. He looked good. So you're put you're plugging in a five star at the end of a season who's been sitting on the bench for two years. That's and that's, stockpiling talent. That's that's a it's a different deal. Now, so again, Florida State is getting closer to the point where you have that talented depth. Last year you started to see some of that in the spring. That was the Mike Norvell's biggest point all spring was we actually can compete in practice now. Well, now it's even better. You know, you've got you've got a two deep now at a lot of positions, two, sometimes three deep at some positions where you will see real competition. One thing I wanted to bring up, though, was what do you guys feel about Florida State leaning into the expectations? So something that, you know, Aslan and I were talking about when we were driving back from Orlando. Will Mike Norvell use the word championship? Will he talk about the national landscape beyond just the ACC, things like that? Them launching that website, I do think whether you think it's a good idea or not, it shows to me that they are going to lean into this. They're not They're not trying to sneak up on anybody. Do you guys feel like, A, does that matter? B, like, what do you, how do you feel like that approach is? I, look, number, my problem with the website is what is its purpose? It's just the, the bill on the field dictates the highest. Yeah, I mean, we all know that. I think and it's we, just George the bill. Travis is not, but he's not an untalked about commodity. People know who he is. So that's what I don't understand. There's really no, it's not 2009. 
in 2023, I don't need, I don't think you need a website to promote your all American candidate at quarterback. But what is it? I guess what's the downside? I mean, when he doesn't win the Heisman or he he has a couple bad games and it's all over. Depends on how well you think he handles pressure. How well do you think Jordan Travis handles lofty expectations as opposed to being a kid who's trying to prove himself to everybody? Jordan Travis had to prove to everybody, seemingly, some more than others. everybody. But he had to prove to everybody that he deserved to be the man and unquestioned at that, right? Even the coaching staff was like, eh. Let's go get that kid from UCF. You know, I mean, they yeah. didn't believe it. And so he's always had the ability, because it was very real, to try to prove to others that they were wrong about his capabilities. Now he comes in unquestionably the man, not only the man, but lauded and raised on high by his own university. And there are expectations that come with that kind of hype. When, when, when you play poorly in a game like he did against NC State, the weight of that is felt much more when there are already pre-existing conditions that suggest you are above that. And that's what expectations are when they're printed or a website is developed. It's that you are the unquestioned guy. We have to worry about other people, but not you. You're the dude. You're established. So much so that we want the world to, we want to see it out there for everybody to know. So how well does he handle that? If he handles it well, if it's, you know. Water off a duck's back, then whatever. But if do he's, if he's the kind of guy that... the site, Ira? Have you been to the site? Does it sell merch? I didn't like, do a deep dive into it. I did go to it, but I just didn't do a deep if dive. If it has merch, I'm all for that. Buy as much Jordan Travis stuff if you, as, as you want. I would have taken out a billboard in Times Square. I would have gone <laughs> 90s. I would have gone early 90s or maybe an ad. An ad in the USA Today. Um, um, something like that. But Some but people love that, but others can't handle... But I think that, yeah, yeah there's, there are certain real implications to it from from how he handles it but i think the the question of how fans perceive things like that is there i just think there's this like mixed mixed signals from the fan base i think from the standpoint of they want to be back they want florida state to be get respect but then they're also like oh slow your roll with the self-promotion and it's like well i don't know man lean into it i don't i don't know what the problem to leaning if you get embarrassed by lsu or clemson or whoever you got embarrassed by them either way I don't think it's going to magnify it because you had a website for your quarterback eight months earlier. Again, I, not to me or you, I don't know how he handles it. I mean, clearly they think he is mature enough to handle those expectations, or they wouldn't have done it. I don't think they just willy-nilly decided, let's launch this campaign and not ask him how he feels about it. Well, I would hope that they would at least have that kind of internal conversation. part of his NIL deal. I mean, well, I mean, I don't know what financial benefit there is to him for to do that, but yeah, maybe. It links to his uh, online store. But, yeah, Who knows, well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. You're right. I have not dealt, been able to dive into it. I, I saw the release from Derek and went, oh, great. Okay, they're doing that. And, you know, I wasn't in love with it, but at the same time, I didn't hate it. I, I was completely indifferent. I cared more immediately about how does he think about it? What does he think of it? Um, some people, you know, love that kind of thing. They 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 thrive on those expectations and, and the pressure that comes with it. And others... And that is, that's not ideal. Uh, you see it in individual sports and team sports. So I, I don't know. But I, I do yeah, think I that Florida State I, should embrace high expectations. Sure. Well, and Absolutely. I mean, the, the reality is Caesars already came out with their odds, and he's the second highest odds. Him and Drake May are the only two right behind uh, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, so, Williams. So it's a, 
you know, there's there was going to be expectation. There, that's, that's going to be there either like way. He, he was already out there. That name right. was out there. I don't know that you needed. I, I just I don't understand in 2023 the point of a Heisman campaign. Like the, the the field does it. I mean, the, oh, we we talk about it 365 days a year. His name is out there. He's in the zeitgeist. But it's it's not a big deal either way, right? It's no, I, I but mean, uh, yeah, I think that. But I think the overall, I think it, to me, it's a part of a piece of Florida State trying to seize this seven months. You know, Florida State, it, we said it earlier, Florida State's going to be one of the trendy picks. Yeah. They're going to be the, you know, they're on well, the Well, they come. should embrace high expectations. I right. mean, they put themselves in a position to be well thought of. They won 10 games. They have unfinished business. They want to be great. Everybody out there aspires to win championships. They didn't come back here just solely for the money. They want to win. And so I they should. And don't you think that needs – Mike Norvell's messaging to his team needs to be closer to that Kirby Smart level of not like, hey – you know, be your best, whatever. It's like, no, man, you guys are good. Go kick their ass. Yeah, go I mean, dominate. That's, that's, yeah. You were unsure a few times last year. There's no reason for that kind of uncertainty now. You know you're good enough. And I think that's going to be an embracing that over these next seven or eight months. Now, it may not work. They may not be good enough to win all yeah, these they, games. Yeah, that's right. There's the <laughs> other aspect. But I do think they're going to lean into that part of it. Witness Fitzgerald for Groza. Is that is that a website that hot? <laughs> It comes up soon. And also, we haven't talked I'm about it. I'm turning your mic off. we got to go to hour Please. number two. You silence yourself. Headliner questions forthcoming. Stay with